Okay, this is a test question. I've asked it a lot in the last couple days, and a lot of Catholics don't know this, okay? So we want to get this down. Jesus, at the Last Supper, instituted two sacraments, two out of seven. What are they? Communion and holy orders. Survey says 10. You get it. You get it. I don't know. I got to give you a very good job. What's your name? Isaac. Beautiful name, Isaac. Thank you so much. So, yes, we celebrate the priesthood and we celebrate the Eucharist. So, priesthood. A good friend of mine that I went to seminary with, he left it. He left the priesthood a year and a half ago and it was very difficult for me. So why say that? Yes, pray for him, but ask you to pray for priests. Priests need to be taken care of. You guys do a great job here, don't get me wrong. I've experienced your love and outreach day after day, but no priest, no Eucharist, no church. So think about the bullseye that's on a priest to take him out. I felt it but I more so feel the victory of God and your prayers and your love. But pray for priests. Very, very important. So I was going through my journal. I've written lots of journals just in my relationship with God. And on October 16th, 1986, I said, Lord, I know you're preparing a wife for me, so keep preparing that. And boy, oh boy, did I get a wife. <laughs> very beautiful. But sometimes she's a load. <laughs> so this morning, someone wanted to meet, go to reconciliation, be anointed, surgery coming up. And she texted me, and I was doing my usual thing, playing video games and not worrying about other people. So I was running over here to get to the church before we had adoration with the grade school. And on the text, her last text was, I'm here in the church. I thought, wow, that could be from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm here in the church. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you in the Eucharist. Where are you at with the Eucharist? Is it a afterthought or is it a forethought? Because it's the Eucharist that makes the church. It is everything. The Eucharist. Is it an afterthought for you? or is it a for Does it supersede everything? You don't get that right, nothing's going to be right. That is not working in your life. Nothing is going to work in your life. Where are you at with the Eucharist? Jesus, I'm here at the church waiting for you. And then after that, we had adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. We had a retreat for our school. And at the end of the retreat, I wasn't planning on this, but we had the Blessed Sacrament here, brought it over from the Adoration Chapel, and I was just going to go repose it. And I said, no, upper grades, come with me. We're going to follow Jesus like into Jerusalem, and we're going to give him our hosannas and our life and our praise. So we were walking through the parking lot, and as we were walking through, all the other classes were there, and thank God one of the teachers recognized it, and... They kneeled down on the cement, and all the kids did. That's the right stance. 
and I went by them with Jesus, who is the same Jesus who lived 2,000 years ago and who, who taught, who forgave sins, who raised the dead, made the blind to see. This is Jesus. This is everything. Is he afterthought or is he a forethought? Where are we at? Is it a piece of bread or is it the savior of the world? Where is our love? I'm at the church. I am here. So moving. And he so waits for us. You know why we're here tonight? We're here to bow. Here to bow before him. Instead of what the world says we're to bow for. Sports, money, busyness. We don't get this right. We're not going to get anything else right. First things first. And really, the only thing first. Mother Teresa's story. This woman was literally thrown in the garbage. She was dumped in a bin. And Mother Teresa, being Mother Teresa, came to her and picked her up out of the garbage. She was in pain, she was suffering, she was near death. Mother Teresa picked her up, and as she was carrying this woman home, this woman who was near death said, my son did this to me. My son did this to me. And that's all she could keep saying, is my son did this to me. Here, this woman was near death, high fever, and in pain, in physical pain. But that wasn't the pain. That wasn't the heartache. The pain was she was forsaken by the one who should love her. She was abandoned by the one who should care. That's called sin. And we hate sin. Jesus hates sin. And perhaps the greatest consequence of sin is not even death. But all that is bad in the world, sickness and pain and isolation, but perhaps the greatest consequence of sin is fatherlessness. Don't you see it left and right in our world? Fatherlessness. Where are our fathers? And where, most especially, is God the Father? And I propose that Jesus came to bring us to our Father, into the Father's love. And that's the Eucharist. And we're here to bow. Is the Eucharist a afterthought to you or, or is it a forethought? 
How much are you going to get to church? How much are you going to bow? How much are you going to let Jesus Christ be the Lord of your life and take you to the Father? Because that's what this is all about. And we take it so lightly and blithely. It is either him or it's not. Make a decision. But don't be a faker. Don't play games in here. Jesus isn't playing games. The cross isn't a game. It's him for you forever and for your children and for your children's children that we can become alive and inflamed with this such that they cannot be caught by who he is for us. We come here to bow and say it's all about you, Jesus. And we're going to reclaim Sundays. And we're going to make Sundays the day here and nowhere else. Because it's not working and it will never work and it's death. Life without Jesus leading to the Father is death. The greatest consequence of sin is today and tomorrow we won't have a Father. And we'll be totally lost. So, Jesus proposes to wash the feet, and Peter, our lovable first pope, says, no, you can't do that. He says, Peter, <laughs> unless I wash your feet, you can have no inheritance with me. Peter, unless I give you my body and blood, you cannot have my life. Unless I give you my body and blood and wash you clean, you'll have none of me. And Peter says, wash my hands and head as well. Wash everything. Wash every ounce. Wash every molecule with the Father's love. Yeah, we're going to wash feet tonight, but that's just the exterior. And we do. We care for people. We care for the poor. And we care for their needs. But if we don't care for their soul, then they're in the same position, same miserable position before, forsaken and without a father. Tonight, I'm going to invite everybody, everybody to come have their feet washed at a station. I'm going to invite you to humble yourself. And may that humility and the awkwardness be just a sign that you're going to take a risk and say, Jesus, wash my soul. I need the Father. Don't you feel it in your bones? This is not home. I miss my daddy. I miss my father. Your father. Our father. Some visionaries of Mary, the mother of God, they said, Mary, we want to see heaven. We want to see heaven. Can you show us heaven? She goes, no, I can't. I can't show you heaven. No, no, I can't show you heaven. I said, why, Mary? Why can't you show us heaven? Because if you saw heaven, you would die of loneliness. That's what we're called to and invited to. I think there's a lot of fakers in church, fakers, including me. Just say, I got this. 
I'm strong. I know when I'm a million miles away from knowing the only thing that's worth knowing. Just going through the motions. Eucharist is the last thought. First thought is, how am I going to feed my belly or do this or that? I stand and put my head in front of you and say, that's me. But we believe, and I agree with St. Thomas Aquinas that said, one drop of his precious blood will redeem the entire world. One drop of Jesus' precious blood poured out for us. That will take care of all our death and dying. That will take care of fatherlessness. Amen? So be it today, tomorrow, and forever. I hope your, and I hope mine, and I hope our heart is changed about the Eucharist. It's not a piece of bread. It's the Lord of life. And Jesus says, eat my flesh, drink my blood. And the more we do that, the more we have a father and we can turn this thing around. I'm here in the church waiting for you.